Welcome to the Antler Up Podcast, brought to you by Spartan Forge. Black Rifle Coffee Company is a veteran-owned coffee company serving premium coffee to people who love America. Fall is upon us, and there's no better way to get fueled up before hunt than with some Black Rifle Coffee. Coffee legitimately tastes better after a day in the woods or after a successful hunt. Fuel your next adventure and purchase at www.blackriflecoffee.com and use code ANTLER at checkout to save 20% off your purchase and or with your first coffee club subscription, Black Rifle Coffee. Also, just want to say a big thank you to our partners over at America's Best Bowstrings, hand-built in the USA since 2006. Amazing customer service, awesome quality and performance. Their Platinum Series strings are what we all run on our bows. We absolutely love them. Go and create a custom set today at americasbestbowstrings.com. Before we get into this episode, let's thank our partners over at Shea Butler Knives. And Shea makes custom everyday carry knives with the Rhino and Pursuit. His Ranger and Whitetail and Featherlight knives are amazing for anything, but especially out in the field. Shea's creativity, high quality materials, functional but unique designs, coupled with his precise leather work, make products that will last a lifetime. Check them out over at SheaButlerKnives.com. Our friends over at Half Rack just released some awesome gear and they were great enough to give our listeners 10% off their order. All you have to do is click on the link in the podcast bio or the link on our link tree on Instagram and that will give you your percentage off at checkout. So get some of the highest quality hunting and outdoor accessories that will help you prosper in the field. Half Rack is aiming to be mindful of the past, conservation conscious and evolve into the future. Thanks to our partners over at Tether. Tether makes premium saddle gear by saddle hunters for the saddle hunter. They just dropped some new gear like the MVP, which can turn your saddle into a two panel or just a more rigid back support and also some new suspenders. So if your saddle tends to sag, grab a pair and both items are retrofitted. So it doesn't matter what saddle or brand you have, they're going to work. Check them out at tethernation.com. Forged in combat and tailored for hunters, Spartan Forge stands at the nexus of machine learning and whitetail deer hunting to deliver truly innovative and science-based products that save the hunter time spent scouting, planning, and executing their hunts. You can now take Spartan Forge with you wherever you go by downloading the mobile app. Enjoy deer prediction analysis, weather forecasts, historical data, detailed journaling, as well as crisp maps. It's time for you to make the most of your season and let Spartan Forge do that for you. Use code ANTLERUP to save 20%. Check it out over at SpartanForge.ai. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Antler Up Podcast. We are on episode 103, and on this episode, Dimitri and I have an end-of-the-year review of 2021. Jim also called in on this episode where he briefly chats about really summing up his 2021 season, getting out there during late season right now, as well as what his plans are coming up for this spring and for next year. 
Even though I'm out there hunting as you are listening to this, I couldn't be happier with my crazy and challenging 2021 season. I learned a ton. I had my ups, my downs for sure, and I'm very, very thankful for all the opportunities that I had to be out there in the woods. I want to say just a quick thank you to my family for all their support and especially to Dimitri, Mike, and Jim and all their families. I wish you listening a very happy and healthy new year for 2022. Get after it and make it the best year yet. So enjoy this episode and spend some time with your families this upcoming New Year's. Antler up. All right. So uh, I think for this episode, Dimitri, I think we have Jim might potentially come on. Mike might potentially come on. uh, And obviously, if there's anybody that tunes in, they're more than welcome to. But figure we could just do a quick little episode of the year in in, end review of 2021 uh, and uh, talk about anything and maybe some surprises, some things that we didn't touch upon last week for gear or uh, some things that we have coming up or anything along those lines to figure we could just hash that out and uh, talk about it. So anything particular you want to start out with? Uh, nothing, nothing really. Like I said, uh, you know, we started, I would say, I don't know, quote unquote, the year with doing a little scouting during turkey season. You know, we used to do that a lot. Um, I'd say we're serious turkey hunters, but we're not diehard. So, you know, we use that time to, you know, if we're not hearing something off the bat or, you know, using that to scout some different locations um, in the springtime, Yeah, I would, you know, especially if we don't get to get out during the shed season, which I would like to, but again, we talk about family and, you know, we probably don't get out as much as we'd like to. And, uh, so that kind of where it started out. And then I feel like we kind of wanted to do some food plot, uh, stuff this year, which we didn't get around to doing. Um, but then it kind of led us into the, the summer where we are, our typical get trail cameras out, uh, gain some inventory, which I think we're going to change that up a little bit this year i already have one camera out already as my postseason inventory which we kind of talked about last podcast that we're going to try to use that intel of leading us up into the summer months where you know we wouldn't have that inventory and and kind of that data um and try to locate a mature buck at this point and kind of move that forward and and um have a get better game plan of where we're putting the cameras even in the summer where we're kind of trying to figure out that buck instead of just gaining inventory we're going to use it for to start game planning even for our fall sits yeah and you talked about the the food pot how we didn't get a chance to get around to that do you uh is that something that we're, we're going to try to get to this upcoming year for sure Yeah, I already talked to my dad about it. Um, the biggest thing for us is to get a piece of equipment in to um, do a lot of the tilling of the ground. Like I said, there's there's not a a lot to pl- the plant, but uh, we have kind of two small small openings um, that that we can plant, which is kind of 
side by side. So that's what I'm hoping to get to this year. Um, like I said, if we can get some sort of equipment in there, I think if we rent something that can be pulled behind a four wheeler, I think that would be enough to to get us. The the problem is we're up on the mountain, so the the soil is a little more acidic and it's a little rockier, so a little harder harder to till up. But I think we're gonna definitely try to get to that this year. Yeah, I think so too. I think you know, kind of like what you said, we uh maybe we can. If anybody's listening that's nearby that knows someone that we could uh, <laughs> help us out with that as far as the equipment goes, you know, we're not uh, shy to, to get our hands dirty and do the dirty work. We just want to get that taken care of. I just think, too, even if we get that and, you know, we when we had uh, Mike and Tim on talking about that, it's just that extra step in the process and, one, doing that, but, two, maybe in a year or two, like this time now, next year, if we, you know, if we put it in and obviously hopefully it would be fun to have success early on, like during the October, November months, but more so even now, because like, we're, like you said, you're taking inventory of deer. That could be a good late season source. Who knows? Maybe you're still trying to fill a buck tag. Like I am. And, you know, like I, last night I got that buck back on camera, which I want to talk about, but you know, that could help us. That could keep deer around that could potentially, you know, maybe change a little couple things for us, especially too. you know, we have kids growing up here and you never know. And Maxim's going to be getting his first license and what he'll be four, four and a half more years. He'll, he'll be able to get that when he's seven. So, uh, you know, it, that's, it starts now, I guess is what I'm trying to say for that. Yeah. And I think with the, the size of the plot, it's not so much going to, bring in a large amount of deer or, you know, um, keep deer closer to the, to our property or anything like that. But, you know, I think the the biggest thing would be to get some more does in the area, which I think that would hold, uh, you know, a small amount of does that would be closer to where we hunt, which would kind of set us up for the rut, which where we, if we could kind of know where those does are going to be, um, come November, I think that would put us uh, at a huge advantage. Um, you know, honestly, even if we had two solid plots, I don't think it would even be big enough to, you know, consistently hunt over top or anything like that. But I think just kind of giving the deer some direction to head to, even in like the the mornings uh, in the evenings would kind of make our setups a little bit better. Oh, heck yeah. I think that would just help. Just like you said, and we're, we're, we would be able to pinpoint more so where those dough are at. Yeah. I think it's just another step in the process for us to dive into, you know, we're, we're going to be doing the whole indoor league. Uh, we mentioned last week on the podcast and that's something for you and I we're, we're pumped about just because we, we like to shoot. And I think I love when you and I and Ian have a chance to get together and we shoot together. That's just another bonding experience of getting out the house. It's like the podcast, but you get to shoot your bow during it, you know? Yeah. Cause usually I typically, until it gets nice enough to shoot outside, I'm not getting those reps in, you know, and mm-hmm. in my basement here, I probably have easily could be shooting 10 possibly 15 yards um but i think it's more of just a time commitment and you know i don't know i kind of 
feel hesitant to shoot inside if I don't shoot a, shoot a hole through my wall. But, uh, <laughs> uh, but you know, so it's probably April or even early May until I'm getting outside and starting to pull the bow back again. And I think the indoor league is going to really drive me to start getting those repetitions in early and um, just continue to try to become a better, better and more accurate archer. Yeah, heck yeah, and we'll be more more ready for uh, for a total archery challenge. Well, total archery challenge was definitely uh, something new for me this year. It was the first time I went there, and um, just wanted to have a lot of fun with it, and not you know put any pressure on myself or you know think I'm have to hit every target. And you know, I think it's just a fun thing for anyone that wants to kind of test out their skill level. And, you know, there's different variety of uh, levels of difficulty that you can kind of pick and choose. I think that I wish they did a better job of, you know, they give you the yardage and, and um, what each course. I think, you know, if there was some way to, uh, obviously they set up a couple of days before, so there's no way of knowing what the course is going to look like or get like a, uh, like a 3D visual of what it's going to be set up like. But I just think if they could kind of give a better idea to which course and, you know, with your skill set of what would give you a, a challenge or be too difficult for you, I think it would be, uh, I don't know how to say it, but you'd be able to pick a better course. Cause you know, when you go down there, you, you only have one day or, you know, maybe two possibly. And, you know, it, it's tough to shoot two courses in a day. I found that out this year. We tried to push for that, and that was pretty difficult with all the hiking and the heat and uh, just fatigue. So, um, but excited to get back there this year. I guess if you do it year after year, you get a little bit of idea of what the courses are going to be like. Um, but excited to do that again and just hang out with some buddies and and shoot some three D. Yeah, it, it'd be it's cool. It, it would be like you were saying uh, to have some type of layout, almost like a like a golf cart, like we get that sheet when you sign up, but it would, it would be neat if they had like some type of visualization of like, here's what possible layouts. I mean, they've been going there for how many years now? There's at least something that you could, I mean, the, the ranges are so wide. They're like, Oh, this course could be anywhere from 30 yards to a hundred yards. And you know, sometimes you get there and it's 130 yards and not just a hundred. So, but Jim, what's going on, man? Are you there still? Yeah, I'm here. Sorry if um, you get some feedback from my furnace. It'll uh, kick no. any minute. Uh, no worries. You're. I know you. You got a house full of individuals in in your house, right? Yeah, I kind of hunkered down to the basement quick um, <laughs> so I could hop on because I got uh, some family that has been staying over at my house all week from for you know through the holiday. So nice. Well, we're uh, we're talking about like kind of like the year in review, and uh, obviously you could go as longer short winded as you possibly would like to but you know Dimitri and I we talked about some of the gear last week you know are you are did you pack the bow away are you going out any more late season what's what's the deal I actually had this conversation with my dad over uh, on Christmas um, and he says that we have some unfinished business at the club so um, I think I'm going to try to get one more sit one more weekend sit in um, before it's all over and he's going to do the same um, I say that now, I hope that timing and, and everything kind of works out. So I, I'm not sure what weekend it'll be. Um, 
if it, it'll probably be in the next two weeks for sure, but I'm just not certain on exactly which one yet. But um, yeah, I mean, we and we got to get after them soon, especially if we're going to see some with antlers. I mean, from what I'm hearing up that way, deer are dropping horns already. So um, yeah, I'm excited. Hopefully, I could make it happen. Throw up a hail mary. <laughs> Sum up your 2021 <laughs> year uh, in a word. In one word. Yeah. Challenge. <laughs> challenging so <laughs> and i it's funny because i've listened to you know i listen to a bunch of podcasts and almost every podcast that i've been on where they talked about whitetail hunting and specifically they all everybody said that it, it's been a challenging year and it's been you know the deer the patterning and the different the the, the deer didn't act the way that they've historically acted and so it, everybody's feeling the pain all across the country i feel Dimitri, you talked about it a couple times about just how, uh, you know, we've had a wet, you know, and it's been hot and all that type of stuff. I've constantly, a bunch of people that I, I talk to at work that, you know, they're, they're hunters. They, you know, I wouldn't say they're diehard or just, they love going out there in rifle season, getting with their buddies, doing the normal camp. And Jim, I want you to answer this too. I mean, you know, they ask me why, why do, you know, I'm not seeing anything like what, you know, what's this? And and my response was, I, man, this acorn drop was different this year. I think it was a mass drop for everywhere. It wasn't just this white oak or red oak over here or there. It, it was, you know, our, like I said, back at home, the the mountain where the side that my dad and I hunted, the whole thing was flooded with acorns. The the buck that my dad shot when, um, after we cleaned him up, I mean, I, we were like, let's see what he's eating. We just punctured that stomach just to see what he was eating. It was just filled with acorns. Uh, and, and I just, uh, I don't know. I, I don't know if that had the major role into it and, uh, it was just so hot and wet and, you know, Ed, Dimitri, what do you, what do you contribute to, to that? I mean, I know it's so friggin' hard to say well, this one thing, and I don't think it is just one thing, but, uh, I mean, cause even for us, like you were saying, we didn't, you didn't have like usually the, the doe herd, you know, where you usually see them or just typically even around yards and houses that you're driving by and, I mean, even for me coming home on the mountain, some of those big fields, I mean, it wouldn't be a surprise to see 30 plus deer in some of those fields on driving home. And sometimes it'd be zero. It's like, what the heck? Where are these deer at? I think we can blame it on global warming and deer having COVID this year. (laughs) (laughs) No, (laughs) Uh, no, but I, I, I mean, honestly, this is just opinion. So, you know, there's no facts behind this. So people can say I'm totally full of BS, but you know, I think the first thing is I think a lot of people had success last year. I mean, I, I know a lot of guys that shot good bucks last year. I know a lot of people that filled a lot of their tags, you know, whether it was a buck tag or a couple doe tags, um, you know, so I feel like I'm, especially the areas we hunt in PA, if, if there's a good harvest the year before that kind of hurts the population a little bit, you know, and I don't think that's totally the whole the whole story i i think that's just a small piece of it which definitely is a, a factor and then i also think we had kind of had a rough winter last year which we haven't had in probably a handful of years here in pa and we had a lot of ice and um you know i think that that actually affected the turkey population on the mountain as well um you know because we had a little bit of snow and then you know, we had a couple of those ice storms and it put a pretty thick layer of ice. Um, and I know up here, you know, we had, oh, I don't know, I don't forget, but 
probably eight to 12 inches of snow for the longest time over winter with that ice in between. So I think the deer had a tough time of finding feed, you know, whether they, you know, had to migrate somewhere else off the mountain or, you know, to a different food source. And, you know, and then in the spring, it's like, did they come back or if they found a better food source, are they going to stay there? You know, we know that one buck that my dad killed, uh, he definitely hang, hung around. So he was able to find some source. But again, I don't think that's the sole factor. And I think it's just, just a bunch of, you know, you piece it together and they kind of add up. So, you know, with the, the bigger harvest, uh, a little bit rougher winter than we've had in the previous years. And then I think, you know, some of the, the weather stuff played into it as well. You know, the little bit wetter in the later into the fall. And, you know, I don't think we had as big of acorn crop this year as we normally would. So that was a little bit off. So there wasn't as much feed. And uh, so, and then, you know, they handed out more doe tags this year. So, you know, uh, I'm curious to see, is next year going to be better because, you know, there was less deer killed. I don't know what the numbers are. Again, I don't, I've never, I haven't looked at the, any of the reports, but uh, I guess they probably won't come out till what, February or, or March Jim, after Jim, I know the late usually, season probably. Yeah, Jim, you usually know that. And what, you know, what, how about for you, Jim? What did you notice your way out in Eastern PA? Yeah, uh, well, all of Dimitri's points were spot on. Um, the only addition to that would that I noticed was, um, during like the peak breeding times, there was a lot of fluctuation in temperatures. Like, you know, you go, you'd have 60 plus degree days and then you'd have those like 30 degree and less days. Um, so I don't know if that affected that, that, that whole trickle rut scenario or not, but it didn't, yeah. we didn't, we didn't necessarily get that, you know, quote unquote cold front that we have been wanting to hunt. We, you know, we get like a day or two or it was, you know, frigid temperatures, but then it would you know ramp back up again so i don't know if that had the deer kind of hunkered down and then moving at odd times or, or you know i'm sure that i'm sure that played a factor the other thing that i noticed a lot especially in my area is that and surrounding the public areas was um the farmers crops were remained up specifically corn uh, yeah. way later than normal i would say a month and a half later than normal um, and I think that played a, a tremendous factor because m most of the time that I would, you know, see deer even driving around and stuff was all like nighttime activity. And I'd be willing to bet that majority of the deer that were in some of those like core areas were, were bedding and, and kind of hunkered in, in those cornfields. Cause I mean, they have food, they had cover, um, everything they needed in one area. And I, I think that played a big factor. Heck yeah. And this is something that I know I talked about already about our indoor league the other thing that I'm really excited to do is to get sit down with I, I would love to sit down with the both of you and, and Mike or something like that but like even Dimitri next time we're home together we just have like an afternoon I want to get like all the trail cam data of like bucks that we got on camera and really start to like go back and pinpoint that wind go pinpoint like what you know just 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 some of that data just because even last night so just to quickly to have both of you on here to talk about this my dad and i we were actually talking about that we were sitting on at the my sister's kitchen table because Nora was playing with get with, with toys everybody else was kind of hanging around my dad and i were just like all right let's talk deer hunting you know and so he and i were sitting there we're pulling up trail cameras and I wrote down here on this little notepad, October 23rd to November 2nd, up at my dad's, I, he and I both got just a ton of bucks on camera, whether they're shooter bucks or just younger, younger bucks on camera. And 
my dad and I were just sitting there talking. We we're saying, Hey, we got to come up doing this. Basically what I just said, get this data down. I've never really done this before. And as we were talking about that, my watch went off with an alert and that's when it said, you know, your antler up to, uh, from the club has just got an image. And earlier my brother was here and I was showing him photos of that second weekend when I went in and when I hunted down below, uh, at last light, I was up top because the wind wasn't a good direction for me to hunt down there right at seven o'clock, a, a, a nice eight pointer walked walked by the camera and I was showing him that deer. And I think I got off the app at that point. And so my dad and I are sitting there talking about this, doing this whole data collection thing. Let's sit down, let's do this. And when we pulled up that photo, I thought that it was that picture. But then like I did a double take and I noticed it wouldn't refresh because that was the most recent photo. And now obviously that deer was also a lot bigger. And I was like, holy crap, that's the big nine that my dad got on camera twice. That's the deer that my dad shot and missed that Friday night. That's the one that we saw leaving Sunday night on the road. So we, I obviously was ecstatic because one, I knew we didn't hear anybody shooting any, any big bucks uh, up at the club this year. Only three deer were taken two during rifle and my dad's uh, during archery. So we want to come up with a game plan. And I think even for, like I said, Demetri, for you and I to look at what we saw that we had cameras left out, let's go come up with some game plans and see just what our data collection, you know, says, you know, Jim, have you ever done anything to that nature of, of anything like that? Yeah. I put together a couple of spreadsheets um, and I kind of lost interest over time, but I should, I should get those back out and, and start logging them again, or I kind of like put down like moon phases and time frames and temperatures and, and those sorts of things I kind of have charted like on an Excel spreadsheet. Um, and I really should do that again because that, that's really where you see the trends. Yeah, because Dimitri, you and I, we saw what with the west wind up, like kind of up home, like on some public land that some of that, those bucks really like that one spot. And, you know, just like we just, that's what I want to gain. Like I want to start, I think last year we've talked about it previous before the hunting season started and kind of early on i just kept saying i didn't get out as and scout as much you know obviously last year we had the baseball season and all that type of stuff but i i'm hoping like dimitri you even said we got we got pummeled last year at this time last year we had about a foot and a half of snow you know because memories pop up and you know we had snow for christmas mm -hmm. this year we don't, you know i hope if we don't get a massive crazy hot, like freezing cold icy winter you know, I'm going to make it a point to scout as much as we possibly can. And just, I don't know. I don't know. I, I didn't feel like I was like, I was ready, but I was not ready. If that makes sense. Yeah. And I think too, even you get caught up in scouting so many different new places. I think too, it, you know, it's good to have options, but I think you need to really try to learn you know, your few of your good spots and really know how the bucks are moving, you know, and, and we talk about it, things change year to year. So there might be, you know, the way the landscape may change or the bedding might, you know, areas get thicker. Some don't get as thick. So you got to, you know, especially if it's an old clear cut, you know, that's going to change year after year. So you have to try to figure this out. Um, but I feel like I, I always are just trying to find new piece, new piece, new piece, new piece, and kind of broaden my, uh, horizon. But I think then I kind of don't get really good at, at like 
a couple of them. Right. And I think, you know, what I did this year is I was kind of doing some, uh, kind of some, I wouldn't say drives, but I was trying to move some deer around for, for a couple people at the end of rifle. And I was kind of, you know, looking at new spots that I typically don't hunt archery, but, you know, I found a lot of good sign and, I said, man, I got to revisit this, you know, a lot of tr new trails that I've never seen before, you know, uh, some rubs and scrapes where I typically don't see them. So I just think the deer are using that landscape a little bit differently. And I think I just need to, to learn that piece a little bit better. Um, so I'm going to try to be uh, a little more consistent in that instead of just, you know, okay, there's good buck here. And I think this is the bedding and you know, okay, move on to the next piece for I have another option, you know, so I want to kind of, okay, this is where the buck beds, this is where he likes to travel, this is the food source, and kind of get the whole piece of the puzzle and put together, um, instead of just kind of nitpicking just a little bit here and a little bit there and kind of um, narrow down, you know, where I'm going to hunt and how I'm going to do it. Yeah. Jim, how about you, man? What's, uh, you know, what, what's uh, the one takeaway to this year? I know you said it was challenging, but you know, I know early that what was it that opening week, opening day, you had that buck on in, in shooting distance. And I know every time I've talked to you, you're like, man, I would have shot him every time over. Uh, yeah. you know, what, what are some other things this year, takeaways, I guess. And uh, you know, what do you have coming up here and, and anything like that that you want to share? Well, uh, I think next year, um, I'm going to go back to not being quite as picky. I told myself that I wanted to hold out for a really good buck this year, but I really I regret it because I, I left several bucks walk that uh, I have hanging in my basement as I speak to you. And it's kind of, I'm kind of kicking myself now, but um, you know, I'm not, I'm, I can't, I, I tried, but I can't be the guy, the type of guy that is okay with eating tags to, in order to harvest a big buck every several, you know, every couple of years. I'm, I'm a guy that likes to shoot bucks every year and just <laughs> that's, that's what I like to do. So that's what I'm going to get back to. But I think that's the first thing. Um, and then secondly, you know, Dimitri brought up a really good point. Um, and I've been, I've been kicking this around, you know, I, I mean, I, I hunted with you and I hunted with, you know, with, with several different guys in different parts of Pennsylvania, but also in two, two other States being New York and Delaware this year. And I bounced around and I seen a lot of land and I learned a lot this year, but I didn't hone in on uh, a handful of real key areas um, that I know that are good. I mean, I've had a lot of success in, in, in especially in public areas where I know that it doesn't get a lot of pressure. And, you know, I had a nice streak going and I decided to kind of jump out of my comfort zone, but I need to get back in there again. I need to get back to my comfort zone. I need to get back into honing in on the areas that I know really well. And I need to just, you know, and if I want to be picky, I think I have more confidence in being picky in those areas uh, than I would in just jumping around. So uh, I don't know if that makes sense at all, but that's, that's what's going on in my head right now. You know, you, you look back at the season and, and, you know, you, I think too, you, you think about of what you went wrong and, and, you kind of lose sight of you reflect on what went right. You know, I think more things probably went right. And even when you don't think so, or you, you had tag, eight tag soup all year, but um, you know, I think I did a lot of good things as well. Uh, you know, finding fresher sign and, and being more controlled, you know, sits and being a little more aggressive than I typically 
uh, did. So, you know, and I think people need to kind of look at it both ways, right? You know, you probably did a lot of good things, which is, you know, reflect on those and, and continue to do those. And then, you know, um, just kind of change the things that you, that didn't go well for you. That's all very true. I mean, like I said, I learned a ton. I, I put myself in areas and I seen the white, white tailed deer react in ways that I've never seen them react before because I was in different habitat environments and, and whatnot. So I, I definitely, there's a lot, a lot of positives to take away from this season being the struggle um, and been jumping around the way that I did. So I, I'm excited to take those, um, those lessons and take them into the, into next season and, and hopefully just get better. Jim, did you run any trail cameras this year? Zero. Zero. My dad ran a handful of cameras, um, and I was, you know, kind of piggybacking off of those. Mm -hmm. So some of the photos and things that I got uh, for Intel and that I was sending you guys and some group messages and whatever, those were all my dad's cameras. Yeah. Dimitri, what's your plan? I know we said we want to maybe get a couple more just to, you know, just to help us out at the best we can. But I feel like, I feel like one of your attributes that you got so much better at, and you, it was already, you know, in a, in a positive way was reading that in like right then and there, right now sign. You know what I mean? Like you, like, yeah, like you talked about it on the, the episode where, you know, we know you didn't recover that buck, but you talked about, you found that freshest sign and you had that opportunity. And it just seemed like even your success with your buck, even your success with your does, like you had, you, you were where the freshest sign was at that time. You, you looked for it, you found it and you set up and you were successful. Yes. You know, does luck play a role? Yeah. I think in, in all of our stuff, but at the same time, you could also make your own luck. I think for you, that was awesome. How does maybe the cameras or, excuse me, or for next season, is there anything you're building upon that uh, for next season with like the trail cams or the fresh sign? And, you know, are you, are you pumped about that? Like, okay, I finally clicked, here we go. I'm going to dive in even more so with that next year. And how, how is that going to maybe uh, set you up for even better for, for next year? So I think the, the first thing is, like I said, kind of getting those trail cameras out after the season you know i'm gonna wait i have one one out like i said right now then after the the late season's over i'm gonna try to get more out um and then try to put it into some of these areas that i kind of found fresh sign in the fall and places where i had success or almost had success and and kind of use that inventory to see how the deer are moving um at that time and and kind of hopefully transition that uh into the into the fall as well as based off what i get and then you know as the summer comes on you know maybe i'm moving that i don't have to move that camera uh quite as much but um you know just to try to learn the deer pattern more right you know so i think uh as i'm hunting i'm looking for that fresh sign in the fall um, but now what I want to do and improve my skill is now that I have time is try to use that inventory, uh, with the camera to learn these deer pattern for then I don't have to do as much guessing in the fall and, uh, you know, kind of 
find their their core areas um, and then kind of strategize my my hunts in the fall especially on early on in the season um, that way you know I have a better chance and you know if I hit that cold front hits in October I'll know exactly where I want to be instead of just kind of playing that that guessing game yeah Jim I, I think you were the one person that seen more spikes uh, than anybody this year that I know um yeah i hold the world record for spike um encounters (laughs) um you know for for leading into next year i know you and i were still going to get after this late season and and uh are are you out of doe tags right now i'm out of doe tags all right so you're yeah yeah, i'm happy to have meat in the freezer i'm very very happy about that but yeah so leading into next year I know you've, you got your, the private land that, that you were a member of and, you know, it's two different clubs for you and I mm-hmm. nearby, close by, but you know, what's your outlook already for this kind of quote unquote off season to get ready for, for next year. I know, like we just said, you said you, you ran zero cameras this year. Are you going to put any out? Are you going to try to get up there, scout around? Cause it's been a couple years and yeah. uh, what's, the, what's the- your the grounds, uh, you know, from the, the, the very few hunts that I was able to get in up there this year, the grounds have changed quite a bit. You know, I haven't been there. It was, it's been 10 years since I've, I've been in that club. So, um, you know, things have grown up, you know, some of those clear cuts, you know, are grown up. Um, the deer aren't running, you know, the mountain quite the same as they were years ago. Um, things have just kind of changed a little bit. So you yeah, got cameras are going to be a necessity. I'm going to have to put in the work and, um, kind of hone back in. Um, there's still the, you know, the one or two hot spots that I remember from years ago that, that I think are still going to be good, but, um, overall it's going to be a, a, another learning curve there. But, um, I, I know that ground like the back of my hand, cause I, I grew up hunting there. So I'm, I'm confident that, you know, next year is going to be much more uh, successful as far as at least, at least having encounters. Right. Nice. That's exciting. And you have indoor coming up as well. Yep, my indoor league, um, indoor 3D, as as well as you guys do. Um, I was kicking around the idea of maybe doing. Um, they do like a uh, this uh, place near me also has just like a, you know, like a standard like Vegas style shoot, um, like a league uh, where you could enter in as like a hunter class, like is, is what I would have, um, and you can kind of shoot like Vegas style that way. I was kicking around the idea that uh, I, I really like shooting at, you know, targets that are more lifelike. Um, it's a little more fun, a little more hunting, like, you know, related. Uh, but uh, I don't know. Maybe I, I might switch things up a little bit. Maybe I might do a little punch in some paper. Or maybe that might help my skills. I don't know. Yeah. I know the, the other weekend when Dimitri and I re- recorded, we were together and I was like, man, I'm glad it's not 3D. And Dimitri's face was like, yeah, me too. And I just, I couldn't agree. I don't know. I'd, I'd I always wanted to do it. And I don't think I We're. I'm just thrilled that there is a 3d indoor league nearby that he and I could do just because I've always wanted to do it. But I, to me, the only place that I knew that had something was gyms and it's just paper and that just does not get my rocks off, you know? Yeah. Yeah. But no, man, that's exciting. Yeah, I'm not even sure the correct, the correct way to score uh indoor 3d so <laughs> i'm gonna be a total noob but that's okay same here man uh, you guys will have fun and if anything you're out shooting your bow you're doing something you love to do and you're, you're gonna get better now what are you changing anything like are you going your just your hunting setup How, what's uh, your just because well, i know oh, okay 
Well, well, that's a good question, Jeremy. Um, <laughs> actually, <laughs> typically for indoor, yes, I do change my setup. Um, I try, you know, now that I've been doing it a number of years, I try to be a little bit more competitive. So I go to a little bit, bit larger diameter arrow. Um, I go to something lighter, a little flatter shooting. Um, not that you're, we're shooting very far indoors anyhow, but, um, I like to like to think that I'm picking up every advantage that I can with my hunting rig. Um, but there are, as I get towards the end of the season, depending on like where I'm sitting, like, um, and like score wise, like in the rankings, I, I will, you know, having the luxury of having equipment here, I could tweak my setup back to my regular hunting setup where I can kind of see how that performs and it gives me an, an option to kind of play around. So. But yeah, I, I typically change my setup a little bit to make me a little more competitive, if you will, on paper. Do you uh, do you take on? Do you notice like working on people's stuff? Is it is it like do you work on anybody's stuff now after the season, or do people just not really until close? Yeah, after after the new year, I start to take on uh, some guys again, especially guys that are like myself that are getting ready for indoor and and uh, typically indoors time is is pretty busy for, with me uh, for me as far not not for building arrows but more for bow tuning and whatnot because um these guys get pretty crazy as far as their setup and um they want it to be perfect and you know every couple of weeks of, of shooting they'll bring it in just as just to check timing and and uh, throw it through paper again and, and and all those sorts of things sweet that's exciting now like i said i dimitri and i going to be more happy and excited to, to do this and uh i'm we're we're pumped about it and you know i know i texted you when i'm like when i first got that gym i was like oh look at we're finally i'm like dimitri and i are, are doing this it's going to be fun and you know the first thing you said was good now you guys you know it's just going to be uh you'll just get better and i like do you have any since it's our since it is our first and we we just want to get better and have fun with it is do you have any suggestions or tips to you know focus on or or anything like that don't don't take it too seriously. Yeah, not just... your not your first year out, especially. I mean, I was guilty of that. I'm, I mean, you guys are all you know. You guys were athletes your whole lives too, so I'm sure you'll be competitive. But try to keep it amongst yourselves between the two of you. Don't don't take it for you know. A lot of these guys have been doing this since they've been kids, um, especially in the indoor scene. And, and the indoor scene gets a little bit more. Um, I don't know uh, what the word is for it, but you, you're, you'll notice that it's much different than when we go to like tack events and stuff, it's not quite as friendly, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, depending on maybe, maybe your, your area might, might be a little different. Um, but like where I shoot, it's a lot of money is kind of on the line and things like that. So guys get a little more, you know, when, when we're done shooting, everybody has beers and you know, you, you kind of hang out and relax and talk hunting and whatnot. But you know, when you're on the line, it's like a, it's, it's a kind of a different realm, but, yeah. um, but like I said, yeah, don't take it too seriously. Just have fun with it and just, and, 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 ask for some honest feedback from people. Like maybe people you don't know, maybe they'll see something you don't know, or there'll be guys there that know things that you don't and vice versa. You know, it's kind of a, a cool way to meet other guys in, you know, do, you know, doing what we love to do. Yeah. Hey, Dimitri, you never know. We could uh, pick up a new little hunting property. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hey, you never know. That'd be pretty sweet. How about uh real quick the other day, uh, Dimitri, when did I text you that? Was it Thursday? Yeah, it was Thursday. Uh, Cause uh, we we were off of school and I, my wife was like, take Milo for a big long walk. So I take him for a big long walk and uh, we're I'm in a nearby area where Dimitri and I went up wow once only I think during the archery season just for a quick hang hunt after work. And uh, as he and I were walking, I know where these deer bed and and they're where they funnel down into, and 
I'm like, I don't see them. I don't see them because I think they're they're bedded down. And so I have him on the on the leash, and all of a sudden he goes nuts. And I look up in the direction where he was going, and it's kind of in the direction where uh, I was looking. And all of a sudden, like four or five doe get up, and I just saw a nice big buck get up and follow him. And he took about 15, five to 10 steps, and uh, I would say 15 yards from where he was bedded, it stopped. And I got a pretty good look at him. With no, obviously, I didn't, I didn't have any binos on or anything like that. But just from, I would say, 60 yards, I just saw a nice big white rack still. And he just ran off with those doe for, for a little bit. And uh, as I followed their direction, I just wanted to walk their line. And uh, I was I had a tracker going. And I'm marking all the, the waypoints there. And I picked up a nice little rub line and kind of a little another entryway because I was looking at it. I mean, you should not have to show you. I'm like, man, how could I get in here without bumping these deer? You know, because they they know exactly where people are coming from just because it's kind of like a natural uh, hiking trail, basically. And I was like, man, I, if I could get to this spot particularly, how could I do that? Because I think I would have a pretty decent shot just, you know, seeing deer. And I found, I think, a way that I can. So I want to show you and see what you think about it. And if you might even know, Dimitri, just because of the area uh, of the right spot to get into. But it was cool. You know, like Jim, like you said, I, you know, some people saying that bucks are dropping their, their antlers already. And, uh, you know, I, I was happy to see that because I was like, nice. Because I found a shed back there last year of a nice, uh, I think it was, was it a little four point I saw? And it could have been, you know, uh, I don't say his, but, you know, maybe it was because this, this deer was a little bit bigger than the shed that I found last year, but nice, nice big buck to him. Nice body on him still, which was good to see and healthy. So yeah, I, I'm, uh, we'll see, we'll see what these next couple of days have in store. We'll be back home. So at my sister's still today and we'll be leaving to come back home tomorrow. So, uh, Wednesday I'll be getting after it. So we'll see what happens. I'm thinking, I'm thinking this spring that I'm going to find, um, a pile of like, uh, spike sheds and, uh, hopefully, <laughs> Hopefully all those spikes turn into the legal bucks next year, and I'm going to have one heck of a season. So. How about it? Well, Dimitri, we got to get a new buck on on camera for consecutive years and find some sheds. How about it, man? Yeah, and I'm excited. You know, usually when a mature buck gets taken in this area, there's always one that kind of moves in. Um, so I'm kind of curious because, I mean, we've had some – other mature bucks that were running with him for several years. And then kind of when the, the, the velvet shed, they kind of disappeared and just never really returned. And a lot of them were only there for a year, even though they were hanging out with him in the summer months. So curious to see what happens there and, um, and see what gets on the camera, you know? So we'll see, see what happens and kind of start game planning for next year already. Yeah. Well, Jim, anything else you want to say before you get off? Uh, no, just good luck to you guys and your indoor and um, hope you guys have a lot of fun. I'm sure you guys will be sending me pictures and and uh, keeping me updated as to how you guys are doing. And um, hopefully me and you can connect here for one last sit before this before the PA season's over. <laughs> I know that'd be fun. That'd be fun if we could connect on one dude, but yeah. all right, dude, I appreciate you. Happy new year. Merry Christmas. And, uh, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll get you on the next one. Sounds good. Later boys. Later. Yeah, I think, uh, I don't know, man. I, I, I think, like I said, I'm last year, I think the, the, how this season has gone just fires me up more so to put in more hard work 
for next year, just because I, I'm going to just be honest. I don't know if I put in the hard work, you know what I mean? Like I just, just because of the timing and I'm not making excuses. I, I, I hate, you know what I mean? I'm not that type of ind- individual. I'll, I'll say, Hey, you know what? I've just with, with the winter that we had last year with family stuff, with other, you know, work obligations, I just did not get the group opportunities to get out and scout as much as we did i mean i shoot i hunted turkey twice with you the first two saturdays and that was it and um i just think you know when the summer came we we did some trail cameras we did that type of stuff but it, that's kind of hard to go off of you know what i mean you know we know the the deer patterns change so i don't it's not that we didn't do it then because you know i did but i think it's the from now up until summer is what i was a shitty hunter about and i i want to improve on that and i think now i you know you get knocked down and now i want to get back up so i'm excited for that and i think too building off of what you said earlier is you know with using your in-season scouting techniques and and the more trail cameras now and just to have a better idea you know we we could get out there and we're going to do that and i think uh i think we'll have fun doing it and you know just just learn and get better and that's what this is about for for you and i yeah, and I think too, you know, time is always a factor, no matter who you are and you know what you have going on. But you know, there's always there's always a way to make time, right? We talked about you people talk about this with working out, right? You know, oh, I, if I had more time to do that, I would be able to do this. And you know, you probably have time. You know, you just got to make time, right? You know, and and for me, I you know, I it's it's tough. I had one kid and lost a little bit of time now I have two kids and 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 so I have even less time but I you know I I feel like I've learned to balance my time a little bit better um each year you know I may not do as much in one area as as I would like to I mean I would like to commit 24 7 to hunting if I could that's how much I love it but uh you know it's just not possible but I felt like this year I was ready enough in the whole aspect right you know whether it was like prepped with my gear or prepped with my shooting or prepped with my scatting i probably didn't do as much as i'd like to but i did enough where i felt comfortable ready for the season and you know i you know it came down to you know i kind of figured out when my kids napped and then i would you know that was an easy time for me to leave for, for my wife. And I would say, Hey, I'm just going to go out for an hour and a half. Maybe I only get time to put out one camera or pull, you know, two cameras or, you know, go for a short walk. But, you know, if you do little things, you know, um, again and again, it's going to start building up to enough, you know, whether it's scouting or inventory or shooting and, you know, just it's, it's tough and it's not easy, but you just got to try to find, ways to kind of um make that time which is going to make you uh successful in the season um so that's just kind of what i've been trying to do and you know it's it's uh it's a chess game just like hunting is is just finding the time to to put the work in heck yeah no and like i said i'm i'm excited to to do it and uh, kind of like what you said it's just trying to balance and and once you get that balance and you're able to commit to that and you know, if you want it, you'll do it. And, you know, I, I don't know, it just, uh, you know, I, I admitted to my, uh, my classes and everything, you know, I started the school year with how, how excited I was to, 
to teach them this year and have them in person. You know, last year we were every other day and all that type of stuff and how difficult that was. And I, you know, I, and we, we talked about a little bit about mental health in our, in my health, my health class. Actually, we, we have a whole unit on it. And I, you know, I, I, the one thing that I take pride in as a, as an educator and, and being on here is, you know, this is an outlet. You know, I love being able to do this and sit down and I, you know, I, I hate, uh, I, I, I don't hate it, but I don't like when, when, when you and I are, you and I are away. I love when, when either I come up to your house or you come down to my house. Uh, it's just that camaraderie and just, you know, you, you, you being around just, you know, it's just awesome and, and having that. But I, I've told my classes of how, you know, last year, last year, I, I wasn't in a good spot mentally. And I've told them that and, uh, of, of where I was, you know, coaching and teaching and being a husband and doing this and doing that. And, uh, it last year was tough. And again, I just, uh, I feel so much better, uh, mentally now and, and excited. And I kind of, you know, we, we talked about it on the podcast before where I said, what was after the, finally, after the last week of archery, when I was like, I'm finally frustrated, you know? And even at that point, I, I kind of giggled about it because, I did. I went into this season. If I would have went into this hunting season, the way I felt in the spring, man, I would have been ready to jump off a cliff. And, and I kind of, I've been in a good spot and it, I don't know, I I feel really good and I feel real positive. And again, like I said about going in for, for next year, I'm, I'm, I'm eager to get boots on the ground. I'm eager to just get better and learn and soak up. And, you know, every hunt that you and I went on together this year, I, I, I enjoyed more hunt more than going out by myself. Same thing when I met up with Jim and, um, and, and, and Tom and, and seeing Tim as well. And, you know, that's why I think these upcoming, you know, we have the outdoor show coming up in February. It'd be fun to see Mike doing that. It'll be fun to, to see Jim doing that. It'll be fun to you and I can get together with Ian once a week to go shoot our bows again. And I don't know. I, I think it's, it. Uh, like I said, it, uh, the way the year started sucked and the way that it's, it's ending. I feel, even though I've yet to put a deer down uh, it's ending in a positive note. And that's what I'm excited for. Uh, hopefully to carry that into 2022 and, you know, for upcoming, like we talked about last week, we uh, we're going to have some mini series going on. And uh, I mean, for me, it's just going to be working on shooting, getting better as a, as an archer, as a hunter and, and learning. And like I told you, Dimitri, early on this episode, I do, I want to sit down and, and try to get some data and whether it's a spreadsheet or we figure out what, um, you know, try to get some, some type of data down where we could, you know, maybe it helps us. Maybe it doesn't, I don't know. <laughs> it just, you would, you would think it would help, but that's what, um, I, I really would like to, to try to mess with that. Yeah. And I think this is a good time too. I, I mean, I know it's kind of cliche, but you know, maybe you, you write down some goals if there's something you want to do differently next year, right? You know, this is a good time to kind of reflect on the season, whether, you know, if you want to wait till after the late season, or if you're, you're done hunting, you know, maybe you write some goals for 2022 and, and just kind of think of trying to make them realistic of something you can achieve and, and have some sort of way that you can kind of reflect and kind of check in on your goals, whether you, you know, right, put them where your hunting stuff is or, or by your bow that every time you kind of go in your basement or your garage that you kind of glance at them and and see, am I doing any, you, maybe you didn't achieve them yet, but maybe are you working towards that goal? Are you doing the necessary steps to do that? Um, or maybe you put them in your phone or 
and maybe every month or every couple months you put a an alarm on your phone and it just kind of comes up goals right and then you can kind of go back and and kind of reassess and and seeing if you're taking those correct steps you know um but i think goals are good uh if they're realistic and and um just to kind of give you some motivation because with with uh life things get busy and 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 it's kind of hard to stay on track sometimes because we get into a routine right uh work and things we have to do and you know and it's kind of like groundhog day day after day but if you set goals and you kind of reassess them i think it kind of refocuses you right you know it's just like um we talked about the shop process you got to be in the moment right if you want to make a good shot same thing with your goals which you should do, you know, I always say every day is a battle. You just got to win the day, right? So if you kind of carry that and, you know, put that to your hunting goals or your your hunting strategies, you know, make it a competition for yourself, um, which I, like I said, is realistic. And, and, you know, in the end, don't, don't be hard on yourself if you don't achieve those goals. But I think you're going to see it makes you a way better hunter in the long run um, if you do those sort of things. Anything else you want to touch on before we get off? You know, we're not going to be, we're just going to keep getting better this year. And, and, you know, kind of like Jim said, we're not real picky too. I mean, I want to shoot the biggest buck that I possibly can, but I'm, I'm not going to pass up anything, you know? Um, So, but, uh, you know, I think keep grinding if you're still hunting and uh, you know, the, the, even though we had some, so it looks like some rain this week. Uh, temperatures are going to be pretty mild for the next couple of weeks. So I think uh, it's going to be not not so bad to get out there and do some sits. So keep yeah. grinding, never give up, and uh, start looking towards next year. Yeah, I think uh, I'm looking at the app right now, and it looks like Wednesday, which is perfect. Uh, we got rain tomorrow, and hopefully Wednesday when I get out for first light, hopefully I'm – I could find some movement where, where I have some uh, Intel going and same thing, a little, little rain Thursday. I don't know what time, but Friday looks pretty clear. And uh, obviously I go back to work on Monday, but uh, you know, we'll, we'll see if we could get something going this, this weekend. I don't know what you got going on, but what about, uh, what about for Christmas? Did you get anything uh, hunting related? Yeah. No, no, no hunting gear this year. I, uh, some cash maybe so we'll see uh <laughs> be used on see honey. what's in the horizon yeah <laughs> so uh we'll see we'll see what uh what comes up i got some ideas but i'm not quite sure i mean there's not a ton that i need to add to my gear list this year but um we'll see what happens and yeah, see what happens i know i i received a gift card and i received another gift card to cabela so um looking at some some trail cameras as well that's kind of anymore that seems to be the only thing that cabells is good for so but yep, new boots that's the first priority this year yeah just got to get getting some boots yeah well i know uh uh like i said with that center county boots i know we talked about it last week um the family that owns that one of the the students his his family runs owns that and runs that business so uh kind of got a uh you know Hey, come on out and let's, let's talk about some boot stuff. So maybe you and I could run out there a day when, when we have time or after work or something like that together, we could, we could hit them up. So, 
Uh, well, everybody, you know, this was our last one for, for 2021. We want to thank you so much again for always tuning in and supporting us. And, uh, you know, we're just regular dudes, just having fun talking hunting and, you know, definitely check out this bullhorn app. Uh, for those of you that maybe have not checked us out yet, we do go live and you're able to interact and chat, ask questions, do a call in. So if there's anything or you disagree or you want to have a discussion or if you want to just talk and share a story or something, anything that that's going on, uh, you know, download the Bullhorn app. You can listen to your podcast, your favorite podcast. It's just another platform for that. And it's all free. Uh, I think it's a, a cool little hosting platform that that we're doing. And but yeah, so hopefully you have a, a wonderful new year. Those of you that are listening and uh, I'll be seeing Dimitri later this week. Hopefully I'll be bringing some deer up to the garage. So that's the, that's my goal. That's my goal this for this week. Sounds All good. Right. All right, everybody. Well, thank you so much for listening till next time. Antler up. And that's a wrap for another episode of the Antler Up podcast. Again, thank you so much, everybody, for all your continued support. It truly means the world to us. Enjoy time with your family this holiday season. Don't forget to check us out over at www.antlerupoutdoors.com. Check out our YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, as well as our Go, Go Wild accounts. Thank you again, everybody. Have a great week. Antler Up.